Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a good friend of mine, someone who has been in real estate, uh, particularly in the private lending sector. I have Clay Chauvier with Cadre Real Estate Investing, LLC. I'd like to welcome Clay to the show. Clay, I hope I pronounced your name right again. Yeah, that's right. You got it okay. correct. And I'm honored to be on your podcast. Yeah, thanks, Clay. Um, I know in real estate, everything that's going on right now, just wanted the audience and everyone to know uh, private lending has been around for a, a very long time. Some people are just learning about private lending, especially people who are either getting into wholesaling or rehabbing. And, you know, can you just... Tell us how you started, how long you've been doing private lending, you know, just, you know, your beginnings to what you're doing now actively in the real estate market. Yeah, I've been a long time student of real estate investing and I invested in an apartment complex and we sold. And then um, I learned about private lending and I was just in it in that. And that's um, a little bit more easier for me to do and I started in 2015 on private lending. See, I've done about 13 loans so far and some of those um, loans I've done were repeat borrowers. Okay, so let's go back to what exactly is a private lender? Well, a private lender loans money to real estate investors to purchase a property and it's secured by a note and a mortgage. A private lender is also known as a private mortgage lender and are more relationship-based than other lenders. And most of the time, and the private lender um, uses his own money or he might have some colleagues that go in on the deal with him. Right. So as far as when you got into private lending, I know you say you, you did some real estate deals with apartment complex. Uh, as far as with private lending, do people with private lending, do they do something out of their 401k? Do they have money already in the bank? Like, how is that actually set up? Do y'all lend to an LLC? Do y'all lend particularly to an individual? I know the audience, like I said, they may be kind of just new to what private lending is. Yes, a private lender can use his own cash that he has that's in a regular um, cash account, or he can use his um, 401k money. And there's a lot of pe people, private lenders out there with a lot of 401k money, not making, uh, and they wanna use it to help real estate investors. And we, we're, we're not a licensed mortgage broker, most private lenders, but, we, so we have to loan to an entity, an LLC or corporation or something. So the real estate investor has to have a LLC that he buys a property under. 
Okay. Because I know with a lot of deals, we, we have talked, you have actually uh, loaned me some money on my wholesale deals. And I think the way that wholesaling is going now with uh, people, if you are doing wholesaling out there and you have assignments, some people with bigger spread, bigger assignments, they have to have some type of funding. Uh, some title companies are requiring them if they don't have the cash to actually close. Like if you're doing the A to B transaction with the seller, you as the buyer, then you do a B to C. The, the title company is actually requiring you to double close. So Clay had actually helped me on a few deals that I had as far as wholesale deals and I was able to, to double close. So Clay, tell me, cause some people getting into real estate and not really understanding that, um, you know, you have to double close on some of these deals. Can you kind of expound on uh, some of the people, I guess that type of deals that you have funded with people do have, does the spread have to be there? for them because i know a lot of people who bring deals they don't do their numbers and you know how how much typically as a private lender uh would would some private lenders charge just to do a back-to-back -back closing one day closing you know those type of deals that you may have had done in the past right uh that's a that's a, uh, the double closing is also called a transactional funding deal and um like like what we did is normally you bought the property and 30 minutes later the end buyer came and bought the property from you and i got my fee and you got your your big spread and um but i have uh there's other real estate investors they will do a double closing and their spread is not big so so it, it depends but most of the time when when the investor has a wholesaler has a big spread that's what he wants to do a double closing because uh, the seller will see how much money he's making and the seller might be upset and vice versa on the investor he might be upset on seeing how much um spread the wholesaler is doing but really a true real estate investor if he's experienced and he's buying it, he knows he's buying it at a good deal, he really don't care about the spread. But most of the time, it may be the seller and some investors. Yeah, I find that a lot because a lot of buyers um, who are buying properties and, you know, you, people know what you do if you tell them up front, I'm a wholesaler. Uh, and that's basically all you're doing. I think that's what a lot of wholesalers just getting into the business, they kind of make that mistake of telling people that they're actually buying a property instead of just saying, I work with investors that, um, you know, I help buy properties and I will just be, you know, making a fee off of this property. And I think that's being upfront and honest would just save a lot of, save you a lot of time. But, you know, I've used transactional funding, like you said, some people you call it private lending, doing short sales because with short sales, you know, we have that verbiage in approval letters, some approval letters that said some deed restrictions saying you may have to hold a property for 30, 60, 90 days. Um, and before we get into the rehab part of what you do as far as the private lending on there, that particular part, what is it 
like how long do you actually lend? Like if you're doing a double closing, um, is it the same as far as the amount of days? Do you, you know, how, how do you structure that as far as the charge and everything? Because I know when I was doing transactional funding, I think I was getting charged maybe 2.5% of uh, the first of whatever that per purchase price of that particular property that I was buying. Yeah, um, on a transactional funding double closing, it depends how much. The lower, uh, there's a limit. If it's a lower loan you're doing for one day versus a higher loan, the, the fee the percentage-wise would be higher on a lower loan versus a higher loan. Uh, right. Example, right. example, maybe something under $50,000 would be 5% percent five points and then uh something over fifty thousand maybe it could be like three three two points or something okay all right so uh do you lend on high-end homes like what is your what is your max as far as the type of loan and then what is your max and i guess what is your minimum do you have a minimum if you were to lend on all right uh, as far as rehabs, I guess getting into rehabs, because I know with flips or uh, double closings, um, that's real quick. Say if it's get you, yeah. Yeah, right. All right. Really, that there's no maximum, uh, no maximum limit really for double closing. But uh, for um, fix and flip, uh, we typically don't do uh, high end homes because it, it takes longer for the investor to sell the house and the buyers are more picky when they're looking at the house. So houses that are not on the high end, you have, the investor has more buyers and, and they're not as, as picky. Our loan periods is like six, uh, six to 12 months. And, it, and that's about uh, what we do for six to 12 months. Okay, so let me ask you this, because people, people who don't know are people who are listening the first time of getting transactional fundings or double closings, you do not need to have good credit to uh, as far as what a private what a private lender. Do you look at credit scores, Clay, when you do double closings or anything like that? Is that a concern or is it more of the deal? Uh, it's more, uh, more of the deal, but we do look at your credit report just to see if you're paying your bills and all. And we're really not, not um, concern about the score that's more for if you're doing rehabs right, right y'all would right, look at y'all right. would look at to see if you you know people are keeping up with their payments but for double closing in the wholesale deals you really don't look at that it's just more you're qualifying the deal and the spread and if the money is there yeah if you if your end buyer is a buyer you sold to before and all that and you know he's going to come through gotcha so you also mentioned that you loan for about six to 12 months. Have you had any problems with people not completing their rehabs and closing on them um, as far as in the six months or the time period that you have loan? Um, no, not really, but some of them have gone over the six month periods for a few months because uh, maybe it took longer to do the rehab or something, but you, you, uh, right. they always get an extension. 
they need a call and get an extension to the um, loan. Okay, so as far as learning or starting to get uh, the initial part of filling out, do you have applications that um, if someone were to do a rehab, is it an application that they would have to fill out? And I, I have a worksheet, I send them and I ask them about the property because the deal is mainly based on the um, on the asset, the property, and if the and to see if the um, borrower will be making uh, a profit on it, and it's it's uh, and then it's uh, some personal information too. Okay. As far as the the rehab costs, like if I'm doing a rehab, and so are you loaning? the money for the the purchase of the property and also the rehab amount? Yes, we um, I, we do both. And the rehab money will be in escrow, in an escrow account. And when the investor completes, he will request draws in stages when uh, work is completed. So let's say he does a roof and that might be a high dollar item. So he wants, he'll want to pay the contractor. So I, I will go and look at the inspection to make sure the roof was put on. And if it's everything's okay, he'll take the, uh, give him the draw to pay the um, roofer. Okay, right, right. Um, so you said you've done about 13 and I'm sure you 13 lending um, loans and now you, probably got more that's more that's coming up. Do you find people are being more hesitant as far as purchasing properties with the COVID-19 or are you getting more and more people that are reaching out to you uh, that are finding rehabs? Some people are hesitant and they want to wait to see what happened and some people is, is they want to buy property right now and really I got like three telephone calls from uh, from potential borrowers okay. and I uh, and one of one of them I went to look at the property with them like Friday and I'm going to look at another property with a potential bar tomorrow okay so with the private lending that you do do you also do uh, profit sharing if a person you know depending on the criteria and they didn't have it say if they want to just bring you in do you offer any type of profit sharing um, depending on what your criteria is? Yes, I can do that, but I haven't done it. Uh, I have not done it yet, but I am interested in doing profit sharing. But it'd probably be uh, maybe some, some points up front for the um, investor or maybe a very small loan uh, interest rate versus, right. and then profit sharing. So let me ask you something. I specialize in short sales and sometimes I'll go to the courthouse. Uh, just a quick plug, the courthouse is a good place to find buyers if you go to auctions when the courthouse has them. But say if I go to the courthouse and they have uh, foreclosure auctions going on and I see a property, I bid on it, how soon will you be able to have the money like uh, if I say this, it's a good deal. I mean, how soon can you have money available if I needed to, to close on, to close on a deal? 
The best way to do that, because that's a if deal. You don't have a signed contract yet, purchase okay. agreement. Right. So what, what we can do is uh, we can loan the money. If you have a rental property, I can loan money towards the, the rental property you own. Then you can use those funds to buy the um, property at the courthouse. Right. So it's like I'll be borrowing against the, uh, the rental property. You can right. just kind of hold right. that one. Because right, I do, right. you, I do do a note and mortgage collateral, you know. Gotcha. On the house, and what in Louisiana, in, in uh, um, at a courthouse sale, what you do the the auction is in uh, morning, and then you have to show up that afternoon at one o'clock um, to pay. Right. Yeah. Pay the sheriff or whoever well, you pay. Yeah, you do. I think sometimes they may give you a little more time. Um, some things I've learned, little tips, but yeah, like you're right, you have to have that money available. And I don't think, you, yeah, I don't think you need to go to a title company either. You just pay them and that's it. Right, right, right. And that's, that's, that's really a, a good process, good transaction. Let me ask you something. What about if, you know, people who do auction.com, um, Zoom, they, they go online and they bid on these properties. Uh, do you have people that approach you that bids online and, and or is it more people that find deals out in the market um, that you deal with? Uh, mainly, uh, I have people ask me about them buying property on the auction.com or whatever and I know people that have done it they ask me about boring but I have not done nothing like that, but most of the um, lending I do is to investors that find um, um, property off the market before it goes on right. the MLS. But then right. some, but then some investors they do find maybe good deals on the MLS, or they buy um, they buy the contract from the wholesaler. I got you, right? Um, yeah, that's that's good to know. So my last question before we before we wrap up, how can people get in contact with you if they need to uh, contact you for your services? What would and be a good way to contact you? They can uh, call me at 225-612-8706. And I have a Facebook page that's called Cadre, R-E-I. And then I have a LinkedIn page that's cadre-rei-llc. I will sure put those in the uh, the show notes so everybody could uh, can get to you as far as reach out to you and inquire about your services. So Clay, tell me something that um, as far as are you reading any any books? You know, before you got in private lending, was there any books that you read that kind of motivated you to to get more into this sector versus uh, doing real estate? Oh, yes. I, I've taken several courses. And that's one thing I ask a real estate investor, uh, at what kind of education they had, you know, to uh, get into the real estate investing business. And then uh, read books. And my first event I went to was a very long time ago. Probably nobody knows who it is. His name was Charles Givens, and okay. <laughs> he was uh, he was from Florida, 
and I was sitting around on TV and he said, I, I was living in Houston at the time. And he said, I'll be, I'll be in Houston to teach a free seminar, you know, free seminar on how, how you can um, get out of debt and save money on the insurance and about uh, investing in equities like the stock market and all that. Well, right. that I didn't have a problem of getting it. I don't uh, of debt, but I was interested in the stock market because I didn't know nothing about the stock market at the time. And I was kind of interested in saving money on the insurance. So I went to the afternoon class and I listened to everything. And of course, at the end, they was selling their program. So right. I, le I left and I was sitting around and they was having an evening program too. I was saying, oh man, I can't depend on the company I, I'm working for. So right. I went back to the evening class. I kind of knew what time they were shutting down. And I was opening the door and a guy came running up to me and said, no, no, you can't go in there. I said, why? Because he's making his closing statement, which is by my program. Right. I said, well, I want to go in there and buy the program. He said, oh, I'll go right on in. So. And I bought the program, and back then it was cassette tapes and like th three, four binders of reading material. And I was I was so mo motivated. I read, I read, and I listened to cassette tapes. I did little stuff on my insurance, and then I also started investing in the stock market. And then he also had a real estate class, and I went to that real his real estate class, and and that's how okay. I kind of started learning. Right. So this is my last question. What was the quickest deal you ever closed on? The amount of time it took. The quickest deal, like for lending. Yeah, for lending. Transactional lendings are the fastest, but like we did you, but normally I, we can close in 14 days after appraisal and um, title search with no, if the title has no issues. So the, those are the two major factors. Sometimes you have to wait for, for appraiser. Okay. And, then, and then depending how long the um, title search takes and if it's complicated and if it has issues in it. Right. That's good information. Well, Clay, look, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for taking out your time. I'll have Clay information in the show notes if anyone want to contact him and inquire about his services. Uh, again, Clay, thanks again for being on the show and uh, continue to do what you do and making a difference. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 